Good morning, everyone. Psalm 107, 1 through 16. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say this, Those He redeemed from the hand of the foe, those He gathered from the lands, from the east and west, from the north and south. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for men. For He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in darkness and in the deepest gloom, prisoners suffering in iron chains, for they had rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the deepest gloom and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for men, for He breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. Please join with me in prayer. Father God, we just thank You for Your Word this morning, and we just pray that it would open our hearts and minds to the message that You have before us, and thank You for Your Word as it pierces the hearts of men and women among your people, Father, and we just pray that this message will be honoring and glorifying of you, and we just pray your powerful message can be delivered this day, in Jesus' name, amen. Sometimes the people of God get themselves into trouble and they need rescue. They can be lost in the desert, but God can still hear them. They can be trapped in the darkness, even as prisoners in irons, but God has not abandoned them. They can harm their own health and well-being, but God can still reach them. They can be lost in a storm at sea, but God still, He can still see them safely through it. God has never left His people alone. In the most impossible situations, there was help. The Old Testament holds numerous accounts of God's people falling away following repeated warnings by the prophets, calling them to repentance and resulting in impending judgment fallen upon the people of Israel. In each instance, because of God's great mercy, God is faithful and redeems His people. Psalm 107 is one example of God's promise to His people. The chapter can be summarized as a psalm of praise and thanksgiving for the God of Israel redeeming His people and restoring and restoration following the fall of Judah in 586 B.C. and resulting exile under King Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians during the following 50-year period ending in 539 B.C. The exile accounts found in the books of Daniel, Esther, and Ezekiel were a direct result of God's chosen people fully disobeying Him and ignoring His covenant. This psalm invites us to join 
in with that praise and gratitude. As a passed down important part of our family's lives, many of us here share in this passage of a familiar mealtime prayer that begins with, Come Lord Jesus. And at the end of the meal, ends with this scripture, O give thanks unto the Lord. Honoring and acknowledging the Lord for his abundant blessings and protection. I think sometimes we forget where these passages come from in our daily lives. And it's a great reminder of such. In Psalm 107, God's people looked back and remembered all of those impossible situations. And what do they say about it? What is the testimony of their lives? Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. The psalm describes four different situations that are hard and that God's people sometimes find themselves in. First, the psalm shows us a group of people who are lost in the desert. In verse 4 and 5, we hear, Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to a city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Imagine, if you will, a scenario, what that would be like. As far as you can see, nothing but sand and more sand. And rocks sticking up out of the sand. There are no trees, no grass, no shade. There may be a little breeze that stirs the sand, or maybe a stronger wind that swirls sand into dust devils. And imagine people walking in the middle of that. Their clothes dusty and ragged from the long, arduous journey. Their hair gritty and windblown. Their faces dry and burned from the wind and the sun. Travelers weak from hunger and thirst. Vulnerable to human marauders and wild predators. People that are lost. The protected cities they left had walls that surrounded the homes and protected the inhabitants from danger. But here, there are none anywhere in sight. Exodus gives us a true account of God's people wandering through the desert following being set free from the slavery in Egypt. They wandered through the desert for 40 years in search of the promised land. During that whole time, God provided a pillar of fire and smoke to lead them, manna to feed them, and shoes and clothes that never wore out. Another time, God's people had turned away from God and were conquered by foreign armies and were taken across the desert to the east. Life was hard. Today, one can read about people who traveled across the deserts in the southwestern United States over a hundred years ago in search of a greater life. Some made it to the destination, some did not. Today, we think nothing of it driving through those same areas in an air-conditioned vehicle, making stops at nice hotels and restaurants. How many today 
would survive in a wagon pulled by oxen, relying only on the food that you brought with you or that you hunted along the way without cell phones. But back then, the journey was hard and dangerous. For God's people, there was also a time when their exile was over and they could travel back home to the promised land. We don't know how many got lost on the way in that instance. So we come to verse 6 and 7. Finally, after wandering in the desert, hungry and thirsty and discouraged, as a last resort, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached the city to dwell in. God's people had tried to do it all on their own. They finally admitted that they could not do it by their own wisdom, strength, or persistence. After all of their efforts were not enough, they finally called out to God because God could rescue them. And as soon as their hearts and their voices turned to God, He did rescue them. He led them to a town with people who welcomed them, where, they would, where there would be food and water and shelter, and they could find the right road to continue on the way home. Many of us still try to set our own way, set our own path, not just traveling through deserts, but in everything in life. We want to make decisions for ourselves. We want to rely on ourselves. To a certain degree, that's good, but it does have a limit. God gives each of us wisdom and strength for a reason. But because we are limited, turn to God in everything and trust God in everything. Christ exhorts us in Luke 12 about our life. And that life is more than food and the body we live in. Beginning at verse 27, he says, Consider how the lilies grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagans, the pagan world runs after all such things. And your father knows that you need them. And finally, but seek his kingdom. And these things will be given to you as well. So seek his wisdom and his strength first and throughout and afterwards. Because of our main destination is not just a place on the other side of the desert. For us, there are smaller destinations along the way. But the main destination is God's home. Sure, we may get lost from time to time, but you yourself are not the way to get there. John 14, 16, this passage is clear here. And only through Christ can you find the way home. For I am the way and the truth and the life, says Jesus. So give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his steadfast love endures forever. In the second part of Psalm 107, 
7, the setting changes. In this section, we begin with verse 10. We hear, some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and in irons, for they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. They are lost too, but in a different way. Instead of the desert, we peer into a dark, gloomy dungeon, the walls cold and damp. There in a cell we find the inhabitants, prisoners locked in irons and chains binding their wrists or ankles or both. The guards in charge being harsh, hard-hearted in both action and word. The opportunities to set oneself free are nearly non-existent. There is very little hope. To those inside, the outside world seems less and less real. Back in the day, people were locked in chains because of a crime they had committed, some offense they had made to some, someone powerful or some debt that they could not repay. In the book of Genesis, Joseph, the son of Jacob, was in prison for years because he was accused of a crime that he did not commit. The apostles Peter and Paul, there's accounts of them as well, were put in prison because people in power were offended by the apostles talking about Christ. Sounds similar to today. Back in 1974, Charles Colson served seven months in a federal prison in Alabama after pleading guilty to obstructing justice during the Watergate scandal. He was known as President Nixon's hatchet man. He was called an evil genius and hitman. He admitted that he was willing to be ruthless in getting anything done. Before entering prison, however, a friend had given him a copy of Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Mr. Colson became a Christian. That changed the way he lived his life. And after his term in prison was done, he found prison fellowship that would bring the word of God to the people in prison. People that outsiders had given up on. Listen to verse 13. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. That deliverance might mean release from prison, or it might mean staying there as a witness for Christ where people need to hear. To be released or to stay, either way, <clears throat> either way there is freedom. Not by a person's own wisdom or strength, but through the word of God. As we read in verse 14, he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart. And then in verse 16, for he shatters the doors of bronze and cuts into to the bars of iron. God is faithful. Whether people are lost in the desert or safe behind the walls of a city, God is faithful. Whether in chains or on the outside, God is faithful. He does not ever change. When we hit rock bottom, come to our senses, rely on His wisdom and strength and call out to Him, He is near 
and is there to rescue us. He sees firsthand the sins that keep us bound, chained, and imprisoned, that seem to us to be as solid as an, and unbreakable as bronze and iron. But God provides freedom for the soul, a freedom that endures forever. Only God can break the chains, shatter the hold that sin has on us, and cut the hopelessness that sin causes. God has promised us freedom, freedom even in the desert and even in the prison. And at the end of the day, God delivers. Without Him, we cannot deliver ourselves. In the desert and in the prison, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. For His steadfast love endures forever. In the safe town and on the other side of the prison walls, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. That is not easy. What is easy is to blame Him when life gets tough. It is easy to convince ourselves that He is not answering because we are not good enough. I had a discussion with an individual several months back about the challenges of the farming area and the crops that are stressed and the yields, the impending yields were going to be extremely poor and what a problem that was. And after visiting through that, we agreed that that is not a problem because we have neighbors that have much worse problems than that. We considered that a minor inconvenience when it comes to that. So life is not easy when things are good. One might ask, well, how is that? That is when we turn our attention away from Christ, forgetting Him and crediting ourselves for the good things. It is not easy to thank Him and praise Him and call out to Him in every situation. It is not easy to trust Him knowing that he is always trustworthy. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So Psalm 107 is a reminder to call out to him, always. No matter if things are looking bad or if things are looking good, in every situation, there comes a point when you can look back and see that God has always been good. He's always been with you, and He's always heard you. This is what the psalm is about. How does He end this section about the people who are lost in the desert? In verses 8 and 9 we hear, Let them thank the Lord for His steadfast love, for His wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry he fills with good things. And how does he end the section about the people in chains? In verse 15, the words are the same. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works for the children of man. Verse 16 adds, this for the prisoners. For he shatters the doors of bronze, 
and cuts into the bars of iron. So in summary, how does God answer for all the things that the people have called him for? Above everything else, those prayers have been answered in Christ. For us lost in the spiritual wilderness, he leads us through the cross, through this crucifixion, his resurrection, through death and into life. For us trapped in the chains of our sins, Jesus shed his blood giving his life for your redemption, purchasing your freedom with his life. And Ephesians 1.13 gives us, gives us this confidence. And you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing your inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. So praise the Lord always, trust him always, and call out to him always. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word and, and for how you reveal to us your grace and your desire to seek us out always. And we just thank you for coming to us in all times. Forgive us, Father, for failing to turn to you in all situations. Help us each day, Father, to acknowledge you and acknowledge and praise and honor you for the blessings and the protection and the gifts that you provide each day. Thank you, Father, and thank you for this opportunity that we have to worship and study your word this day. In Jesus' name, amen.